This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. But yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome to episode 62 of Two Skeptical Chaps with myself, Spike, and my co-host, Dan. Hello. It's two madmen, hmm. totally inexperienced, both wanting to show each other that they have the bigger dick. Our mother tongue, our language, our lexicon. The word I'd like to discuss is nuclear. A fascinating topic to me because of how it illustrates so much of our language. First, what with the disaster in Japan, that of a nuclear accident, the word nuclear is often used instead of nuclear when referring to the atomic nucleus. Nucleus? Nuclear? Right, kicking off, we've already mentioned nuclear war. Yeah, die in a nuclear fireball, I think. Sort of nuclear things caused by nuclear weapons. Troll! <laughs> killed in a nuclear war, but pushing for a nuclear winter to prevent nuclear Armageddon. I don't want a nuclear war. All the nuclear war moaners, terrified of 30,000 nuclear warheads, pussy snatching twats, <laughs> and ever. beef curtains, come on. God's happy with nuclear war. <laughs> Allowed us to make nuclear bombs. It's about the nuclear stuff, They're renovating and modernising the nuclear arsenal. And Trump claimed that their nuclear thing is now for the US nuclear arsenal. I'm a nuclear weapons... Nuclear weapons compared to nuclear war. Punani. Firm <laughs> nuclear war is declared. Diplomatic immunity. Welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, August 30th, 2017. I'm Dan Ellis. And I'm Ryan Duffy. No, you're not. You're just sitting in his chair. Because <laughs> you got to run and the I'm board. Matt. <laughs> you're sitting across from where Matt sits. Ryan is not in studio with us. Why Why was he not here? I, I can't remember. I can't remember either. He was not going to be Putting here. Putting out a fire or something. Oh, no, that was it. I think his shift change or he picked up extra oh, shifts yeah, yeah. or something. And isn't there a fire in Bountiful? Yeah. there's a. I saw it on my way home from, actually, I went to Bountiful Ridge Golf Course last oh. night to spend my winnings from the tournament I played in last weekend. And... Yeah, it's it's a pretty big fire that you could see all on the side of the mountain. But he I works thought. out in Tooele, though. Yeah, yeah. So. so he wouldn't be finding that one. But oh, okay. There is a big fire in Bountiful. Oh, okay. But not Ryan's problem, I guess. Apparently not. <laughs> uh, I don't we, know how that works. We're joined in studio by the Purple Dragon. Hello. Mr. Grant Hello. Larimer. Or what was it? Um, what do you mean my... Where is it? Let me, oh. let me pull that fucking thing up here, man. I, what do you mean I don't qualify because of rules? Fuck you and your <laughs> I still you. don't qualify rules. Grant Larimer <laughs> is in studio with us. I couldn't put quotes around the rules in the name, so it, it kind of <laughs> loses context in that. How you doing, man? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. Keeping busy. Good to see you. The beard's looking good. Good. Oh, thank you. I'm kind of taking it for a test drive, seeing where it goes. Is it at the itchy stage yet? 
It's it's at the itchy stage, and I'm trying to figure out what to do about the peeling skin. <laughs> the peeling skin? Well, I, I don't know. Beer dandruff? I mean, what? I, <laughs> I don't know. The skin just feels really dry underneath all that hair. Oh, yeah? Do you are you, you got to use some beard oil, man. I, I guess I do. It's It's been like 15, 20 years since I've had any kind of serious growth here. So Oh, yeah? So. Yeah, get some still, beard oil. And still kind of relearning yeah. what to do. You can, you can just go get some argan oil or some regular beard oil, and that'll help for sure. Makes it not so itchy, smell oh, nice. nice. Coconut oil? Make it I hear smell better. Everyone uses coconut oil for everything. Maybe. I've never <laughs> used coconut oil. That seems. <laughs> my my kid uses coconut oil like on everything. So. Oh, yeah? I don't know. I hear it's the whole thing now. It's all, it's what the kids are doing <laughs> these days. <laughs> it's, what all the cool, it's what all the cool kids are doing. <laughs> They're nah. just smearing coconut oil all over the, over the place. Yeah. Well, it's looking <laughs> Maybe good, I man. don't want to know more about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Which well, I don't even. No, I'm not even going to ask I you anything else. I don't even want to go there with my children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you guys been doing over the last week? Nothing. It hasn't even been a week. No, it hasn't. Yeah. It's pretty much a weekend in a couple of days, but. Yeah. Um, nothing particularly exciting for me. Same old kind of. Uh, yeah. I, well, I mean, I, it's been more than a week since I've been, you know, but I did Questival a few weeks back. That oh, was, yeah. That was a good time. Did kind you guys of, get any sleep during that? How does how does that uh, work? A few hours sleep. So what is Questival? So Questival is this, uh, it's it's run by this company called Cotopaxi. It's a local outdoor retailer kind of thing. Um, and it's an, they call it an adventure race. I, I see it more as like a, adventure scavenger hunt and you have all these adventures that that you need to kind of participate in and you have hundreds of them you choose which ones you want to do and uh you get points for them and things like that and there are a whole bunch of camping ones and you know city ones and and things all over the place uh quirky things like you know fly a, a paper airplane for you know 100 feet or something like that or do urban hammocking where you just set up hmm. a hammock in an urban area, uh, you know, light a fire without matches or a lighter, you know, uh, all kinds of weird things. Hmm. Crash a wedding. We did that last year. Hmm. That was a lot of people got in trouble for that one. <laughs> but <laughs> choking chicken. And you uh, take pictures. <laughs> well, so like there were a whole bunch of them about like milk a cow and. Uh, shit like that. Everybody descended on Wheeler Farm. Mm-hmm. No one bothered to tell Wheeler Farm. They were just all these uh, Questival people jumping the fence to go like get their picture taken with the cows or milk the cows or whatever. Because you have to either get a picture or a video of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody told Wheeler Farm. They just got descended on by hundreds of Questivalers. <laughs> To come milk their cows, and and they got really pissed off. And there was a wedding there, so everyone was crashing the wedding. Oh man! And so it was. It turned into a shit show. Oh, uh, excuse me, we're looking for the local milk people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there's like one of the one of the tasks is like stare stare at a stranger while you slowly eat a piece of fruit. <laughs> and so my team, myself and Brittany, and Tiffany. Uh, Matt, um, and this was last year, not this year. 
we were downtown at the time and there, what's a pie hole? Is it the pie yeah, hole? Yeah, yeah. We were walking past the pie hole and there's a family inside with a couple little kids. And we, our team had to wear this big metal helmet. And so we were like, we go inside and and ask them, you know, can can we stand outside the window and stare at your children while we eat a banana? <laughs> <laughs> and they thought it was the funniest goddamn thing. So so somebody I ended up being sure the that's one, not creepy. I yeah. ended up being the one to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing this big knight's helmet and a pair of sunglasses as I'm staring through the pie hole window at this little girl eating a piece of pizza as oh, I slow. Slowly eat a banana. Who's going to pay for her counseling bills? Yeah, that makes me <laughs> uncomfortable. The kid was just laughing her ass off. <laughs> thought it was the funniest thing. But yeah, so that's questionable. You just try and get as many points as you can. Um, and the winners win something. We never come close to winning. But the winners cheat. There's a whole lot of cheating going on to get a lot of points. Yeah. So we kind of give, we've given up on actually trying to win and we're just having fun. But you have 24 hours to complete as many events as you can. Uh, they shut the app down from like midnight to 5 a.m. to kind of force you to go to sleep, but you don't. You still stay up and you still take pictures and record things. You just upload them the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, it's tiring, but it's a good time. It's fun. So how does somebody yeah. cheat during Questable if you have to record or take a picture? So last year, so in every picture and, and uh, video you do, you have to show a, a token. It's a flat with a Cotopaxi symbol on it. Mm-hmm. Apparently what a lot of teams did last year was that they would uh, two or three people, they would register two teams of two or three people to get two t- flags, but then the six of them would all do one team's events with two flags and split up and uh, put it all on one team, and the other team got zero points. But the the first team they registered as got double points because they had twice as many they had two different groups scouring the city doing two different sets of things. Mm. So, so, yeah, I'm, it's kind of fucked up. That's a pretty shitty thing to do. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Why, but, yeah, I mean, why, why, why are you bothering to even? Yeah, why, why participate if you're just going to fucking cheat yeah. anyway? And I mean, there are prizes and shit like that, but I don't know. It's, it was a fun time. But you get you... a Cotopaxi backpack out of it. Yeah. And, yeah. I would just, I would like, I would feel like a turd for cheating and yeah, getting yeah. something knowing that I didn't actually earn it, you know? Yeah. I would, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. The guilt would be too much. <laughs> well, you're an adult. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. I went to, uh, went to Voyeur on Sunday. That oh, yeah. That Saturday's, was fun. Saturday's Voyeur. That was fun. Uh, a local, lo- how how do you classify a local political a, satire? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a local, locally uh, produced and written. Yeah, local play company, musical play and musical. And they, yeah, they they hold all of their plays in an old LDS ward house. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's a very progressive theater they they mock the LDS church yep, yep. and republican leadership here in the state of utah hmm. and they write a play every year called saturday's voyeur but it deals with 
the current politics that's going on, news stories uh, going national, on with the church. National and local. Yeah. Church-related stuff, anything, yeah, yeah, um, it's very topical. Yeah, yeah, and they, but it's a so it's a different show every year, and it's called Saturday's Voyeur because there is a LDS play and movie called Maybe. Saturday's Warrior, so it's <laughs> oh, kind of a play on the name of that. I thought it was Saturday's Warrior. Warrior, <laughs> yeah. If you're it's in Utah, rhymes, it's, yeah. yeah, Saturday's, Saturday's Warrior. 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 <laughs> Warrior. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. Um, I went, I went to that with you as well. I think the only other thing I've done is golf and one playing golf, and that was you fucking Trump. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I golfed. I golfed. So I, I. Well, he. I mean, Dan works for the government too, so you know. <laughs> all so all those government, work. all those government types, instead of working, they're just playing golf. <laughs> Did you see that Seth Meyers uh, part of one of his monologues where he showed a picture of Trump golfing and looking all fat, and he's like. This proves once and for all that golf is not good exercise. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, hey, did you have you been golfing? Because you look the same. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was funny. Yeah. If, if you take a cart and yeah. drink a lot of beer, it's really not exercise. I mean, you're going to burn some calories for sure. Yeah. But yeah, if you're if you're. On a cart and drinking a lot of beer, it's probably... It's hard to imagine you're burning that many calories swinging a club. I mean... Well, the biggest part is just walking. Walking and carrying your clubs everywhere. If you're walking. I'd probably burn more calories jacking off than swinging a club. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, trying to find it and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Hunting in the bush. (laughs) (laughs) But you were going to say you won something, were you? Before oh yeah! I interrupted you with that? No, no, yeah. The me and my golfing buddy uh, ended up tying for second place net, and hmm. we won one hundred and twenty-two dollars and eighty cents, or something like that, each. Oh, nice! That I went and I went and spent my winnings at Bountiful Ridge by just buying like about five baseball caps. Oh, yeah. That I use for golfing. Oh. So. I have I have a lot of I'll have a lot of baseball hats that are all golf related. One for each day of the week you bought, huh? Mm-hmm. So you you don't wear that uh what what's that kind of the old brim cap with a like a newsies kind of like hat? Jack kind Nicholson of thing? used to wear. No, I have a couple of those at home. Yeah, inherited from my father. Yeah, no, very golf hat kind of. <laughs> nope, I do not wear those because where the brim snaps uh-huh. to the. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, what the point what the fuck is the point of that snap? Like, do you no ever idea. unsnap it and wear that hat anywhere? No, like I don't know. I've never understood that about those hats. Why the fuck is there a snap on it? I, why why isn't it just stitched that way? Would you unsnap it and wear it unsnapped somehow? Just pull it more down, pull it on, down your head, on your head? Cover your eyes with it? I don't know what the uh, fuck. High winds. I <laughs> I just thought it was stupid. Like, why is there yeah. a stupid goddamn snap on this hat? <laughs> it does, it does seem superfluous, but I'm not sure what the hell that would be for. Yeah, really. Yeah. Functionally. Well, there's a lot in fashion that seems superfluous. Yeah, I, I don't suppose. really understand, but. But next, coming up next on Hat Chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a whole fashion episode. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, somewhere down the line we'll talk fashion. I dig Matt's shirt. Oh, thanks. 
Well, yeah, talk talk about a fashion faux pas there. <laughs> says, Wait, what? Says, oh What's man, happening? I don't know. Yeah, I think he's mocking you. I, oh. I'm just having fun. But I'm gonna Sorry. stop this. Here. <laughs> I just didn't get it. <laughs> I would have laughed with you if it had been funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Thomas Westbrook, and I have a YouTube channel called Holy Kool-Aid, where I take topics and I break them down in five or ten minute videos, trying to give a laser-focused perspective on religion, philosophy, and science. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. A couple hockey players come up the produce stand the other day. Nice onesie. Does it come in men's? Oh, I think you come in men enough for all of us. I think you better come in my... I mean... You better come up. I think you better come say that to his face, you fucking hicks. Nice execution. You're doing terrific. Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. Hey, everybody. This is X. I'm Kyle. And I'm Felicia. We're the Utah Outcasts. Three out, unashamed, and active atheists living in Utah. And we are personally inviting you to let us love your ears each and every week. As we take the news, current events, and pop culture and give it a little twist... A love twist with consent. And we'll be joined each week by a special guest to tell us what makes them an outcast like us. Come find us. The Utah Outcasts. On PodHell.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And on UtahOutcast.com. We finally bought that domain off the kids handing out mixtapes in the mall. Come be an outcast with us. Take care of yourselves out there. Bonne nuit. And you're welcome. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. I'm going to be leaning pretty heavily on Matt tonight for content for the show because I was busy doing other shit and I didn't have time to prepare much of anything. Still trying to edit last week's show because I spent seven hours editing the show and then it all went bye-bye and I have to start over from scratch. That sucks, man. It really fucking sucks. What happened and I was just like, no, no. But I learned a valuable lesson. Well, relearned a valuable lesson. Save early and often. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And break you... up a file or break up a an, a a chunk of audio that is more than an hour long Less. to run. Oh, one that the total is over an yeah. hour. You have yeah. To break. If, yeah, if yeah, the yeah. audio length of a chunk of audio is longer than an hour, I need to break it up and and perform editing things on it before trying to run a bunch of a chain of things to happen on it. Because then the system I use, the program I use for editing, doesn't like it and fucking croaks and dies and shits the bed. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you bring for us tonight then? Well, I do have some stuff. I have, like I mentioned to you pre-show, that uh, con- that condensed set of headlines I can do later. Okay. The 80s comic one. Okay. Uh, how about this one about a teenager who killed two people and wounded four others in a shooting at a small town in New Mexico library? Uh, says he had, it, it, it is said of him that he had a troubled past, but appeared to have turned his life around after joining a local church. His pastor said Tuesday. So he killed people before or after he started? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like after. Yeah. 16-year-old Nathaniel Jewett was, or had been baptized this summer and was helping the church raise money to send teen members to youth camp just days before he opened fire Monday afternoon at the Clovis Carver Public Library. So what, bullets for bucks? I mean, (laughs) what is it? 
Bullets. Did you say bullets for books? Bullets for bucks. For bucks. For bucks. I've, for uh, bucks. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> I guess I missed that one. Well, I'm wondering how he's raising money by shooting oh. people. Uh, yeah, no, he was raising money to send teen members to a youth camp days before he opened fire on Monday. Mm. Oh, okay. So they were doing some sort of fundraiser. I don't know. It's just setting up his background. This is all coming from uh, his pastor. Hmm. Uh, but clearly- he did, the kid did have guns in Jesus and God didn't help him be any more moral than atheists. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and earlier, even here, Dan was talking about having a, he would have an issue of conscience for cheating for the win in that thing. So, and I was also thinking about that, you know, the morality of atheism uh, in that uh, situation too, because most of the time theists will say, well, you can't. You know, or if you, you do. You can't have any morals as yeah, an atheist. Or yeah. if you do, it's from God and you're just denying. Yeah, because that's where it's because grounded. that's where we would get an objective sense of morality is from mm. a god, and so if you don't believe in a god, you're either denying it or you have no morals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, quote: Before Christ came into his heart, they they really need to change the way they. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was just crying, broken," said Stevens uh, of the Living Word Church in of God in Clovis. Uh, he said, now, now I got something to smile about. We had no indication of anything wrong with him. So I don't know exactly what this fucking idiotic pastor is talking about, but I assume he means that there was some sort of a change, uh, from the kid that he met after Jesus came all over his heart or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the kid just spent every day crying for, yeah, apparently just because God hadn't entered his life yet. Right. And then after everything was so bleak. Right. But you know. Right after an active shooting it, it is probably the worst time to heap praise onto the gunman. And to talk for, about for how, any reason. Yeah, and to talk about how much this kid's life had improved then that prior too. to the sure, shooting. Yeah. Sure. Um uh two library employees, Chrissy Carter and Wanda Walters, were killed in the shooting in which Jewett used two handguns. Authorities plan to initially charge Jewett as a juvenile with two counts of first-degree murder, four counts of assault, four counts of aggravated battery uh, with a deadly weapon, and one count of child abuse. Uh, prosecutors would then seek to try Jewett as an adult, which is a whole other bunch of bullshit that I'm not going to get into right now. Well, I mean, is the is the pastor's argument that imagine how much worse this could have been had he not found God? Like, yeah. why the fuck would he even say some uh, yeah, stupid I don't know. shit like I, that? I, I don't know. Uh, what his motivation is. He doesn't say anything like, like that in the article that that's his, that that's his thinking on it. He's just, I don't know. He's just saying what. Well, they're, yeah, well, they're interviewing the kid's pastor. And so he's got to say something and, oh, he was really sad, but then he found God and he was happy. Yeah. He's he's rationalizing it in any way he can to put the church in the best light ever. Mm. He's, he's failing. (laughs) That that may be what he's trying to do. That may be what he's trying to do, but. Uh, Jewett was on suspension from Clovis High School for fighting at the time of the shooting. Uh, but great news, everyone. Jewett has already accepted Jesus. We know that. So no matter what he does, what he does now, he's going to be in heaven, which definitely wouldn't have any impact on his decision to murder people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can, if you can get away with anything, why not? Yeah. Yeah. So he uh, was, if super, you're going to be forgiven and he was of God's super right miserable, depressed, lashing out, right? He'd already been in a fight. As it says, he's a, he's a miserable teenager. 
got access to weapons, guaranteed he's thinking about people he wants to eliminate or hurt or harm or whatever. And now you've just said it doesn't matter what you ever do in your life you have because eternal, God will forgive you. You have eternal forgiveness. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So great job, Pastor. Yeah. Super good job. Yep. Yep, I can definitely see why you guys don't pay taxes. <laughs> so do, do we have any understanding from the kid what his justification was? I no. I know. I, I don't uh, think so. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nope. No, but, but he the, survived. He's being charged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, of course, he he lived because he wasn't black, so Right. <laughs> the police didn't shoot him and Right. Two handguns he had even. Yeah. Yeah, um, and had already killed and hurt people. I mean, had, if he had had a toy gun and been black, it had been all over. Yeah. Fuck a well, toy gun if he had Skittles. Yeah, if he had Skittles, yeah. So yeah, let's talk about how churches don't pay taxes at all because, well, they do all this great charity and provide community service, right? Yeah, look That's at all the, the good deal, they're doing it? in here. Sure, I think I know where this is going. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't need to require them to open their books because we should just believe them that they're helping communities. Uh, so what happens when a situation, I don't know, say the hurricane forces right. these charities, uh, open for us all to see? Well, it's exactly like we thought <laughs> they're lying, scamming, selfish assholes. And, uh, -huh. uh, they don't actually believe any of the kindness service or love thy neighbor bullshit they preach. Televangelists and man who borrowed Gary Busey's dentures, Joel Osteen canceled <laughs> Sunday services at his Houston megachurch but was reluctant to reopen its doors to Harvey victims. Despite the fact that thousands of flooded out residents are desperately seeking shelter, you know, the people who paid for Osteen's $10 million mansion. Mm -hmm. uh, the conman pastor told followers on Twitter on Monday to, quote, lean on their faith. I can, I, I can scarcely imagine what a deeply unsatisfying response that would be from a pastor in your community in that situation. Well, I think the the people who were who would want to seek shelter and to commiserate with their fellow humans who are also suffering, that's exactly what they were trying to do if they wanted to go to his church, right? Right. They would be leaning on their faith for some fucking support. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure. And what does he do? No, sorry. No. Not going to yeah. do and it. And he has a fucking mega church down there. I mean, yeah. he seats, what, like 17,000 yeah, almost 17,000, yeah. Or some mm -hmm. shit like that. When when will it be okay in our society to admit these guys are fucking liars and pieces of shit? Now, now is now okay? Is now an okay time? To I'll do no, it no, any day no, of the week, no, no, no. It's too soon. I'm guessing you mean society at large. When when will society yeah. at large be doing? Yeah. That? When, when can we get rid of this whole facade? I mean, how many of these do we have to see before we're like, okay, it's it's yeah. it's like the gun violence argument. It's too soon. It's too soon after the event. We have to wait, let let people heal, and then we'll have the discussion later on. Right. Sure we will. Right. Sure we will. Yeah. Well, right, but then but then if you oblige and then and then yeah. you try to bring that well, oh fuck it, that was six years ago. Let yeah. it go, let it <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Move on already. Right. Come on. And did a single LDS church open their temple? Well, I, to be fair, their temple was flooded, actually. Their their temple was flooded, but even before it was flooded, they weren't going to open it. Doubtful, yeah. Well, yeah, they wouldn't have let non Mormons into a temple. Well, the flood water no. didn't have a recommend. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Osteen tweeted, "Quote: Jesus promises uh, uh, promises us peace that passes understanding." He wrote, and then 
And then in case you weren't sold on what an asshole this guy is, he said this, that's peace when it doesn't make sense. Then why didn't you just fucking write that? Why did you write this cryptic thing that isn't cryptic and then explain it and condescend to everybody who's reading you? What, what a fucking prick. So we'll see condescension is when people tell you <laughs> when people explain something like you don't know. I'm so proud of you, Dan, that you finally figured that out. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, he, he later tweeted a message seeking flood relief donations to his church. Oh my God. For, really? For what? He wasn't doing anything. Saying our hearts break as we see the damage and destruction in our city. Please join us in helping Houston recover. Now, I, I do want to throw him a tiny, teeny, tiny little bone here. Mm. He's, he's not saying that he needs any of the resources. He's trying to pretend that he's on the front line yeah. gathering be, this no, to help other people. And then he'll shit. be doling no. it out to those as, in as if As yeah. if he's the one that's in charge of, of running this relief operation. As, yeah. as if churches, as if any church, his or others, don't fucking make bank on this stuff. You you think they take in a million dollars and they hand out a million dollars? No. Oh, I mean, of course. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to keep their cut. No. Yeah, absolutely. And what are they doing with all of the money that they had taken in before this? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, wasn't it was Austin who was robbed, right? And for the yes. one for the one service that he that he preached, there was over a hundred thousand dollars in yeah, cash. Yeah, for one weekend. For yeah. one fucking weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember when we did that story. Uh, but Osteen's comforting words didn't sit well with critics. Uh, and I imagine with people who are on his side, even, uh, they'll justify it. They'll explain it away. Yeah, they'll rationalize it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who wanted to know why the doors to his 16,800 seat arena at Lakewood church near downtown Houston were closed. Uh, quote, you've taken so much money away from your people to live like a King. Uh, Danny Duraney blasted. It's the least you could do. Yep. Uh, ministry spokesman. He's got a ministry spokesman. <laughs> I didn't even notice this before. Yeah. Uh, Donald Iloff, I guess. Iloff? I-L-O-F-F. Huh. Uh, claimed that the property was inaccessible because of the surrounding waters. Um, and at that time, I did not know that this was an untrue statement. Uh in fact, I, I actually put this story aside in the don't bring to the show pile hmm. because there was some question about whether or not uh, the church's doors were even accessible at that time. People, you know, because of this statement by his spokesman. Oh, right. So I said, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to bring this story then until we you know, figure out what's really going on with it. Well, it did. It came out today. People went down there mm -hmm. and videoed it and it's dry. Oh yeah, I saw the video. So, I watched a video earlier today of people walking around outside saying, "Look, there's no water. There's no floodwaters out here." Yeah. Uh yeah. Nothing got into the church. As if, I mean, did he think that he could just get away with saying that it was flooded and and well, unreachable? Uh, I mean, that that nobody would ever show up to the church again and see that there that it hadn't been flooded? Of course he did. Because that's what religion always does. All they have to do is say something and, and the followers are just going to believe it. Well, and the other thing is it's seats, it's a 17,000 seat arena. Like is the flood water 13 stories high? Cause there's a place <laughs> in there we can climb to that's yeah. dry Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Um, uh, 
I, there's there's nothing evidence based about anything religion claims. So right. you know, I mean, why would evidence of your own eyes be any different? Hmm. Uh, Osteen was prompted to respond to the criticism, quote, we have never closed our doors, he said in a statement uh, quoted by ABC and the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We will continue to be a distributor distribution center to those in need. We are prepared to house people once shelters reach capacity. <laughs> they have long <laughs> oh since God. reached capacity. There are people <laughs> sleeping in their cars because they can't get into shelter. As soon as nobody else can take care of people, I guess maybe we'll do something about it. Now, that, now yeah. that the Twitter storm has come down and I have to say something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Washington, D.C.-based writer Charles Clymer tweeted pictures of Lakewood Church, which did not appear to be damaged by floods, and later updated his feed with the this shot from inside. Uh, there's a picture that you guys can obviously not see. Um, where air mattress had air mattresses had been laid out, apparently meant to, to receive flood victims. So there is a chance that he was at least thinking about that at this point. Mm-hmm. Once, once the, uh, shel- oh, shit. once the shelters were all full or whatever, what, five, not, yeah. five definitely days not as a first oh. option, definitely, yeah. definitely not out of the kindness of his heart. But after the shit storm, he started seeing dollar signs going away because of bad press maybe. And was like, oh shit, well. People with cameras are going to show up here. We yeah. should uh, make this look somewhat like we were going to be helping people. Right. Um, yeah, so took a while, but it, but good news was the, the final quote there. And then uh, it makes no sense to open church doors. Um, let me start this again. This is a. Uh, this is this is Iloff, his his the publicist, right? yeah. spokesman, yeah. saying it makes no sense to open church doors when the city and county are already treating thousands of flood victims at the nearby George R. Brown Convention Center. I'm well, sorry, how many how many millions of people live in Houston? Yeah, yeah, it makes no sense. It makes no sense, none, uh, because I'm pretty sure that the people who are wading in rivers and standing in the rain could think of at least one use for a massive covered building like this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and wouldn't it be up to his parishioners to say whether or not they needed that help and whether it made sense for them to go to the church that they attend regularly and donate shit tons of money to Yeah, whether it would be something worthwhile for him to do. Yeah. Well, except churches are dictatorships, not democracies. Right. Uh, but yeah, this, uh, this church, hosts some 52,000 attendees weekly and is one of the largest congregations in the United States. How many weekly? 52,000. God damn. That's a lot of people. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yep. What a fucking creep. Fuck that guy. And you know, it's funny too, because he kind of, in a weird way, he sort of seems like one of the more nice, mild ones, you know? Mm. Everything he talks about is not necessarily Christian specific, although, I mean, he does talk about God and stuff, but it's just, it's just like, Regular feel good, the secret kind of yeah, it's flowery platitudes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I guess I had a different impression of him, and you know, rather than the uh, fiery far right assholes, you know, that we cover on the show usually. Yeah, he's not an apocalyptic no hell 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 praising or or hell preaching. Yeah kind of guy he's more like love your neighbor, do like Jesus did. He's more the Tony Robbins of yeah, exactly Yeah. 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 Is but, he is is his not Christian? Is it? No, it's definitely Christian. Yeah, oh, it, it is, is Christian. It is, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but just but his own select brand. Of yeah, Christian. Yeah, it's very light and fluffy. It's it's <laughs> Christian Cool Whip. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a miracle web. <laughs> that shit's disgusting. This is Mithrin, author of the ABCs of Science and Mormonism, as well as I Should Start a Cult, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Maybe if you'd ever been in a real fight, you might not be so keen for another. What'd you say? You heard me. Type soft voice. You looking for a Tilly, buddy? Let's have a Donnybrook! Pump the brakes. You take your shirt off, but leave your sunglasses on. What sort of backwards fucking pageantry is that? You gonna fight with those shades or play PokerStars.com? The next rant will start right after this. Here follows a public service announcement for the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. <laughs> Greetings, Americans. Over here in London, we are well aware that not all of you are loud, xenophobic, racist, sexist, religious nuts. But many of your politicians who display these frightful traits seem to be quite popular. Particularly a certain wall-obsessed, small-handed, best-word-using, daughter-perving, war-inciting, candy-floss-headed clown. To those of you who choose to follow such balderdash, we strongly recommend not to listen to the two sceptical chaps. It probably won't be your cup of tea. Otherwise, give us a listen. Each episode, we cover any news or current affairs from across the globe. Things that annoy or delight us. That's two, as in the number two. And sceptical with a K. The wrong way to spell it. Cheerio! Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. This will be interesting. May may possibly spark a little bit of a discussion here, but oh yeah, may not. Well, I don't know. McCordsville, Indiana. Parents of McCordsville Elementary School students are upset after a first grade teacher sent uh, McCords, bro. Sorry. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Just the the, the the well the whole deal of you know my whatever, bro. My McCordsville, oh. bro. Never gotcha. mind. Gotcha. It just when you said it out, that just popped in my head. <laughs> Sorry. Just a random fleeting thought. <laughs> McCords, bro. Disregard me. We'll put this in the end of the show. <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you wanted me to check out your new corduroy pants or something. <laughs> McCords, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's you sick. want me to pull on your cord or something? One Start night. a fire in my crotch when I'm running. <laughs> uh, God, I use a hate corner. No, I'm just, I'm just letting the audience create all their own, all their own fire crotch jokes about you. Right, right. Because they already know. After you're I a said it, I was like, I, I kind of have a fire crotch anyway. But there's <laughs> uh, a great powder uh, so. for that. <laughs> oh yeah, you use it on your beard, right? Your beard flakes. My my beard flakes. <laughs> beard flakes, nutsack. You know, it's, it's, it has a wide variety of uses. <laughs> Uh, parents of McCordsville Elementary School students are upset after a first grade teacher sent home a letter asking kids not to talk about God, Jesus, and the devil. According to a release from the school, a debate about God took place in a first grade classroom earlier this week, which is kind of weird, but I'm guessing debate is sort of loosely used in this sense. Oh, yeah. Uh, in response to the debate, the teacher wrote a letter about expectations in the classroom and sent it to parents. The letter talked about school language and asked parents to have a talk with their children about the appropriate time and place to discuss religion. CBS4 obtained the letter from from a parent of one of the students in the class, which reads in part, With McCordsville Elementary being a public school, we have many different religions and beliefs, and I do not want to upset a child or parent because of these words being used. 
But a letter from the Mount Vernon Community School Corporation Superintendent, Dr. Robbins, says it's okay for students to talk about their beliefs as long as it does not disrupt class. To simply summarize, employees can uh, neither advance nor inhibit religious views. Trying to limit a student's view on religion is a violation of a student's First Amendment rights. However, if the discussion becomes an academic disruption, then as a district, we have to we can intervene to maintain the integrity of the educational process while at the same time being sure not to violate a student's constitutional rights. Mm -hmm. So, so just so I'm clear. This was a spontaneous debate amongst the kids. Not, First graders? Not yeah. led <laughs> by, not led by, uh, uh teachers. Right. Yeah. Right. It was a, it was a, they were having an argument on the, on uh, divine hiddenness. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that was it. It wasn't anything like Jesus could beat up Muhammad or <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Right. Right. My God's tougher than your God. These are some pretty fucking advanced first graders. I know. <laughs> I I don't remember first grade, but I don't remember giving a shit about any of that back then. Yeah. No, no. Well, yeah, they're first graders. What the fuck do they know about religion? You know, they're they're they don't they're not introspective. They don't no. sit and contemplate their eternal souls in no, the they're, first fucking grade. They're repeating, you know. I, I'm sure it was I'm sure it was more like, you know, like what you said, Muhammad or Jesus or Jesus and or nothing. You they're know, regurgitating like, yeah. what they learned in Sunday school. Yeah. Or that like, they hear from their parents. Jesus loves hear, me. Yeah. Jesus isn't real. Yahan, uh Yahan debate. What? Yeah. You know. Well, and I can't imagine that it would have been between a believing kid and a non believing kid. It had to have been where was this again? Indiana. Indiana? Yeah, I'm guessing it's just different flavors of belief talking about Perhaps, it. Perhaps, yeah. And yeah. My church is different than your church, and your church doesn't baptize people right, or and mine's right. the one true church, and so yours is wrong. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah. Although I, I don't even see a first grader having that deep of a logical yeah. bent on things. Yeah, I, I don't either. I'm, that's why I say that it would be something that they just repeated that they'd heard their parents say, if anything. And you know, if it was anything of a discussion about you know my religion is better than your religion or my church is better than your church, it would be. Something that they heard their parents talk about. Yeah. And like I said, I can't believe, or I can't imagine that it would have been a non-believer and a believer. But the parents, I'm sure, are upset because they're- Oh, I'm sure they're, yeah. You know, they're right. they're probably having it spun to them by their religious leaders as, well, the, the school is saying that our kids can't talk about religion in school. Yeah, yeah that's, what, I, that's what I was wondering, which, which side of this you guys would fall on, though I pretty I, much guessed. The teacher or the superintendent. Why I so I fall on the side. I mean, they shouldn't have shut it down. These kids should be talking about this. I mean, uh, I mean, this is uh, so. These kids are now experiencing that there are alternative viewpoints mm. other than the ones they're hearing at home. Yeah. All they ever hear is one point of view, mm -hmm. and and now all of a sudden, even though they're they're intellectually immature. They're being presented with an alternative argument, which they don't get anywhere else. They're not going to get it at right. in school formally. They're not going to get it at church. They're not going to get it at home. So now they're being presented with an alternative point of view, mm -hmm. which I I tend to think is probably a good thing. So think now, now anytime they're learning something, they're thinking to themselves, "Oh, wait a minute, you know." 
not everyone believes this shit. Well, I think as long as it doesn't become a disruption, that's fine. As long as it doesn't become a disruption. Well, so that's exactly what the superintendent said. Yeah, I mean, as, as long as it doesn't become a disruption and as long as it doesn't become the case where you have a gang of yeah bullying of whatever bullying. kids yeah. bullying some other kid, oh absolutely right? yeah. yeah 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 but th- that that enters different territory then right I mean then it's a case of bullying which you know mm. should be across the board uh, uh no, disallowed no. Yeah. yeah so see I I would think that the parents would be terrified that, by this not not even because the school is is uh trying to. Uh, uneducate their kids or, or unindoctrinate their kids. But now their kids. Their kids. <laughs> well, in Indiana, probably. Unindoctrinate. <laughs> unindoctrinate. Um, but yeah, I mean, the last thing a religious parent wants is for their kid to be presented with options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they're presenting them with, here's the one clear path. We don't want you talking to these other kids who are, Telling you things about other religions, those uh, other godless heathens who worship the same god we have, or or God forbid, a fucking atheist. They're weird, yeah. Or yeah, yeah. I well, just because of just because of the story and because it, you know, attracted national attention. I can only assume that if it had been between believing kids or a believing kid and a non-believing kid or non-believing or non-believing kids. Mm-hmm. That that would have become part of the story. That would have yep. definitely been in the happened. story had once, that been the case. Once you said that, and then I and then I thought about the story, and I was like, "Yeah, it's definitely Christian to Christian." Because uh, first of all, I I the reason why I brought it was because I thought it was a remarkably uh, fair and um and reasonable answer from the superintendent. Yeah. That almost never happens when we're talking about Christian versus atheist. Mm-hmm. It's almost always, no, no, no. Jesus gets First Amendment rights and you fuckers don't. Yeah. Right. And so the fact that we didn't see any of that uh, makes me think that probably, yeah, it was just two different Christian flavors. Mm-hmm. So all, so both of those are okay. Yeah. And they both get First Amendment. I And I doubt even one of them was like Muslim. It, it was. Right. It was definitely it was two a Baptist flavors and a Lutheran. of Christian. Yeah. Something a like Protestant that. Protestant yeah. and a yeah. Catholic. Or, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, the Washington County School District <laughs> responded Tuesday. This is Florida. To allegations of unconstitutional religious practices taking place in the district. Specifically at Vernon High School. Uh, well, they s- sort of responded. Uh, <laughs> the Freedom from Religion Foundation sent a letter to Washington County Superintendent of Schools Joseph Taylor on August 10th, citing serious constitutional violations in the district. Uh, quote, I'm thinking these are legal matters, Taylor said. <laughs> Where was this again? Mount Florida. Florida. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is the superintendent. Okay. I'm thinking these are legal matters. I'm not an attorney. I referred it to our risk management team for them to take a look at it. There's some pretty big picture questions here. Uh, so so I, uh, for every speeding ticket, let's all refer police inquiries to our risk management team since we'd be thinking it's a legal matter. <laughs> it sounds like a awesome way to deal with it from now on. <laughs> right, since that's allowed, sure. apparently. Yeah. Well, and a school district needs a risk management team. 
I mean, in Florida, fu- yeah, yeah did, probably. When the fuck did that happen? <laughs> when them when goddamn the- godless bastards started telling us that we couldn't pray in school, we couldn't <laughs> have our Bibles. Now we have to, you know, manage these risks because we've been losing all of these goddamn court cases and lawsuits against you know us. What, you know what that sounds like, risk management? That sounds like legalese for let's get a bunch of people in here to help us push the limits of of being Christian in public schools as far as we can yeah. without, without you know, totally getting fucked. Let's yeah, we know see. it's all risky, but we need to manage those. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. see how far we can bend the laws yeah. without yeah. getting in too much trouble. Uh, FFRF's letter includes several complaints, including a teacher promoting the sale of religious T-shirts, teachers requiring students to transcribe Bible chapters from the book of John. Holy yeah. shit. And displaying a banner with a Bible verse on the football field. Um, that's, so that's not as, bending the law. As far I mean, as I know, these are very clear cut examples, not really gray area issues. No, um, not a whole lot. Uh, quote, what a letter, what the letter was describing was actual boards that churches pay, f- pay for to put their name on. Taylor said, uh, is that an endorsement of religion? Can you even be permitted to do those? <laughs> like i said those are issues we're not really locally equipped to make a call on oh uh, on the contrary mr taylor you have already decided on those because you hung them yeah you yeah, already, already made the decision yeah. if 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 you had any question about whether this was legal or not and any integrity to the law you would have declined the offer until further notice and said, thank you, but no thank you. Let me refer this to my risk management yeah. team. <laughs> exactly. But you did yeah. not do that. Yeah. You made the choice. Mm-hmm. So fuck you, dude. And you're right. You are not equipped to handle this <laughs> because I'm not even a lawyer and I know you're a fucking moron. Uh, the original complaints came from a, a Vernon resident who said in a statement, Quote, I did not complain about these incidents at Vernon because I hate religion or God. Quite the opposite. In this country, we have the freedom to practice any faith we choose or none at all. The problem with religion in schools is that you run the risk of a Catholic teacher confusing Baptist students or a Lutheran teacher confusing Mormon students or Buddhist, Muslim, so on. Religion should be taught in church and in the home, not in the school. I am disturbed that Vernon has received similar complaints in the past yet has continued to flagrantly ignore the law regarding which religious practices are and are not allowed in school. I hope this serves as a wake-up call for them. Uh, you want? Are we going to take any bets on whether it actually will? <laughs> well, with FFRF. Hmm. Well, it'll, I mean, it'll serve as a call. I don't know it'll be a, if it'll oh, be a oh, wake-up oh, call. Oh, on that particular yeah. thing. No. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, the letter also addresses coach-led and graduation prayers. Uh, so on multiple counts, this school is guilty of infusing re- religion into the school, um, having no issues making those legal decisions either. Uh, well, it's just the way we've always done it. So yeah, 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 yeah. You know, now they're trying to change things, and so we need to weigh those risks. Right, right. And we all know that the heart of conservatism is the fear, the the great fear that something somewhere will change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, quote, if that person should deliver a prayer, we don't censor it in any way, and we don't review it, Taylor said. That's something we're required to not do. That's how he worded it. The, so I wonder, I, I think I wonder if I think that rationale, if, if that rationale holds, if an atheist or, or a Satanist yeah, goes yeah, out yeah. and. Yeah. Well, I think what he's, I think what he's saying is that 
his interpretation of the First Amendment means that he can't interfere if they choose to do that on their own. Hmm. Um, and that actually well, might be tricky because if it's student, if it's student led, I know that's a lot different than if it's coach or teacher led. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're um, just praying to yourself, then no. I mean, yeah. but well, yeah, sure, if sure, it's sure. A led prayer. Uh, Taylor says the district will provide updates as attorneys review this case. The main thing was student led prayer. This won't be handled until spring. So there is some timing. That's what Taylor said. Do we have any, do we have any clear laws on whether student led prayer is okay versus, I think, I mean, clear, I mean, we know that teachers shouldn't be leading students in prayer. I think that's been, hasn't, hasn't there, haven't there been cases on student led prayer? I think there have been, but I don't know what the don't, rulings were or what was decided on them. If only what we had a way to look something up right here <laughs> in the studio. Well, and uh, the other thing I was wondering, what about advertising? I mean, so, I mean, a whole lot of the other things that they were talking about were clearly First Amendment violations. But a church buying advertising, like a car dealership and all that, mm-hmm. on on the football field. I mean, is I'll there, tell you the is answer. Is that clear? I'll tell you the answer. Okay. If they want more customers for their business. They can turn it into an LLC and pay their fucking taxes. And I'll have no problem with them putting it in our schools. That's fine. But if you want to have both, you don't, you can't, you can't one or the other. You're already not paying taxes. You're already bilking the fucking communities. You don't get to advertise in our funded places. Yeah. No, yeah. fuck you. Okay. You can either pay taxes or, or not. You don't get to have both. Okay. That's my view. It seems they're, they're not paying for the seems school. Sound, yeah. They're not yeah. paying for it. They're, 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 it's, it's, if you flip that and you said, oh, well, you know, this, this public institution wants to come in and put signs all over the inside of your, your personal office that you pay for your private business so that we can drum up business from you. Hmm. Well, no, what, what, fuck you? No. Now, who's yeah. going to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and they are not going to, the church isn't going to allow, other businesses to, right. to post, you know, yeah, other churches, I mean. anything like yeah. that to to buy shit and, and post it in their church. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they cut out all competition, you know, and then, I mean, to the ex- to the most extreme extent that, oh, all my competitors, yeah, those guys, they're going to be punished for eternity. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what kills me about it is that the church, I'm sure, could then spin this as, well, we're just trying to help support the school. Well, you know a good way you could do that? Yeah. Pay your fucking taxes. Pay your fucking taxes. Yeah. 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 Instead of buying ads at the school, pay your fucking taxes. Then then that tax money will go to benefit the school. Yeah. And 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 it's total fucking bullshit too because there's myriad ways that you can you know, buy their football gear or pay for art classes, you know, that are get, getting cut all over this country. You know, donate donate money to whatever you like. Give the teachers a bonus. Any of this stuff you could do. Buy some goddamn crayons you didn't for elementary do that. school. Yes, but you didn't do that. You put up a fucking billboard in the hallway. Fuck you. Yeah, you're not looking to support the school. No. You're looking to promote your narrative. That's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, you're you're drumming up business. If you were looking to just support the school, then you would do that. Yeah. You would just support the school. Yeah, there's tons of ways to do that. Yeah. Easy. Hi, this is Megan Kennedy. I'm a speaker with the Satanic Temple. You can find me on Twitter at Six Moments, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Look at that fucking treasure trail. What's up with your fucking body hair, big shoots? You look like a 12-year-old Dutch girl. Your aesthetician quaff that for you? You can kiss my aesthetician. You guys do CrossFit? You can cross fuck off. 
Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Yeah, so the news has been intense, and there's been a lot of it this week. Um, it's been so crazy. I've been watching Criminal Minds just to relax. <laughs> uh, but so, I, so I've taken a bunch of headlines well, and tried to condense and lighten them up. I'm just going to chill out by, you know... Friday the 13th marathon. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I've gathered a bunch of micro stories um, in, I guess, sort of the style of 80s comic guy uh, to lighten them up. So uh, we'll start in the category of racism. Uh, I like the racisms, let's, bro. Yeah. <laughs> let's start with something light. Yeah. Well, like I said, um, Trump's new American movie, Let's Party Like It's 1933 star, Richard Spencer, went to Twitter wanting Conor McGregor to beat Floyd Mayweather as if the fight meant something to the alt-right movement. It's oh. true. Yeah. Uh, here's the tweet from Adolf Hipster. Uh, <laughs> if, <laughs> if McGregor wins tonight, the Irish get to be white. <sighs> Wait, what? <laughs> the Irish get to be white? Yeah. Well, you know, the history of the United States well, yeah, and they, treating you know, treating the Irish as second class citizens. Yeah. And, no. yeah. They they were shit on like everyone else was shit on who isn't pure European. Did you happen to see that argument I was having with Ryan's buddy online? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. The, you you mentioning this with McGregor and this argument that I had with Ryan's it reminded me of this oh, argument okay. that I had with Ryan's Buddy, was he comparing the plight of the Irishman to the to black slavery? Uh, no, he okay, was. That's good. He was being a racist dick, mm. and so Ryan's brother tried calling him out a little bit. Ryan tried calling him out a little bit, and then I just started asking the guy questions. Yeah, and he turned into a fucking twelve year old. Mm -hmm. And so then I went out and looked at his timeline to see. Yeah, what's what other racist yeah. views does this guy have? And you, the the McGregor thing was one of those things. It oh, was wow. it was talking about, uh, you know, the the world's most decorated boxer needs ten rounds to beat the white guy who's never boxed a day in his life. And right. I'm like, you you do you not see how fucking racist that shit is? Yeah, and and. And it's also n not the whole story. No, well, that's just that's <laughs> that's why it's so fucking racist. Well, that's partly why it's so racist. Well, yeah. So wait a minute. Has has not McGregor? Who's the other guy? Mayweather. Mayweather has Mayweather never boxed against another white guy. Is McGregor oh, no. the first white guy he's ever boxed <laughs> yeah. against? No. What he's saying is McGregor <laughs> isn't. He's saying McGregor isn't hasn't ever boxed before but that's also not true yeah he, he's he's a very skilled boxer he's he's not he's not a professional boxer like mayweather mm -hmm. clearly he's mm -hmm. a skilled fighter he's a yeah well and so the truth of it is if they if it if it was a ufc fight the it would have lasted 10 seconds and i would have had the under on that oh yeah but yes mcgregor performed admirably given the circumstances and and fighting outside of his preferred style and all that but it was so obviously clear that that Mayweather had ten times the stamina um, that McGregor had, even close, you know. And that's because he's black. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but he was no okay. Mayweather was so much more prepared. Uh, it's it's right in his wheelhouse. Um, he's way faster. His the punches he was throwing were like lightning, and McGregor wore himself out. I didn't. Did you watch the fight? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, and McGregor had two of his four limbs that he wasn't allowed to use. Yeah. Right, and <laughs> he, he also does not seem to have the kind of KO power that I was expecting him to have, McGregor. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he had a few opportunities where Mayweather didn't give him that many, where he was, where he had Mayweather open or his head down or something, and just could not, just couldn't get anything behind what he, what is, you know, the punches he was delivering. And so, anyway. Well, I, I read a couple, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say that I read a couple uh, summaries or recaps of the fight, and all of the stories that I read and then a podcast that I listened to where they talked about it more, they all said that McGregor probably gave May- Mayweather one of the best fights of his life. That, mm. you know, he, that McGregor landed a whole bunch of punches, made it, ma- that he made it a really difficult fight for Mayweather. He did land more a difficult lot. More than difficult than most of his other fights. He landed sure. a lot, but he missed a ton. Oh, yeah. He just threw two or three times what Mayweather even threw. And that's, it's amazing how tiring it is to swing and miss. Oh, yeah. Oh I, yeah, that's that's more tiring. It's it's more tiring to swing and miss than to swing and hit. For I sure. think so too. Yeah, I I was seeing a lot of conspiracy theory tweets that that the whole fight was rigged to to give a good spectacle. Hmm. I mean, it's, I, and I'm I'm not a fight aficionado, so you tell me. I mean, I I I think it's fucking bullshit. Boxing it's has a conspiracy v- theory. And they have a long history a of history doing that of all, a lot of that. messiness, yeah. Yeah. But while we're on the subject of fighting though, I need to address the challenge that Dan from the Two Skeptical Chaps issued me about my little comment on his judo video. <laughs> and I just want to say two things quickly. They call themselves the Skeptical Chaps, and I hear a lot of touching wood going on on that show. And <laughs> and you fucking demoted my friend Taboo for having a quote lucky number, and I don't see the difference between those two things unless the dictators are immune. But the other thing is you're also not being very skeptical in assuming that I've never had any fight training <laughs> and I would just show up and get my ass kicked. It's probably true. Yes. But nevertheless, <laughs> you didn't, you just assumed that uh-huh. I have, that I have none of this experience or training mm. and that are, is false. Are they still around? I, I haven't seen I, I know. I, I, them in I ages. think <laughs> they may have quit, but I'm not sure. It could just <laughs> be another just holiday. To- towel or bre- Brexit just, you know, send them under. I... <laughs> so, no, the question I was going to ask, would you get in the ring with Mayweather? Mayweather? Fuck no. In a boxing match? Yeah. No. I mean, he, wa- he walked away. McGregor I've walked already, away. I've had enough concussions in my life. I don't need any more. Ma- McGregor walked away with what, like $13 million or something? Oh, buddy. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, are you talking if I'm going to get $13 fucking million? Yeah, dollars? <laughs> well, yeah. I, yeah, I'll take another concussion for $13 million. <laughs> I think it was way higher than that. Yeah. Oh, was it? I yeah, I don't. I think remember. it was closer to a hundred million. God awful amount for the loser. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah I, I'll take a couple concussions for that much money. <laughs> Might have been two hundred million. Actually, I'm not even sure. Okay, but I mean, if if you're talking, would I just? You no, know, I mean, would step I just? In the ring and, and, no, I wouldn't. Just, yeah, no. no. But for a million dollars, you know, millions of dollars. Yeah, Fuck yeah, absolutely. I I I would walk into the ring with ten Mayweathers for that <laughs> much money. Yeah. 
And and tell them that you can just beat me to a bloody and, fucking and pulp. And they don't yeah. even have to wear gloves. Yeah. I mean, fight, you know, leave the gloves off. You know. Bare knuckled and I'll just stand here and you can pummel me for, <laughs> you know, 20 minutes. And That would be the worst time to find out you're not a glass jaw. Then you're just like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, god damn it. I thought I'd be out by now. <laughs> Knock me out already, Christ. <laughs> All right, still in the category of racism. Yay. Religious leaders march in protest of Trump and racism. They're marching against a hard right authoritarian racist shallow petulant tyrant in the White House after being inspired by their spiritual hard right authoritarian racist shallow petulant tyrant. Holy shit, Trump is Yahweh. <laughs> 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 Uh, recently pardoned criminal and racist ex-sheriff Joe Arpaio flirts with a Senate run. Uh, fuck that guy. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I heard about this. Joe Arpaio has plans to make Arizona immigrate again. <laughs> <laughs> Trump hasn't tried to justify his decision. All we know is that he gives Arpaio a rating of four out of five cafefes. <laughs> uh, but don't worry too much about Arpaio using his position of power for racism because this is Phoenix. So it's a dry hate. <laughs> like almost no humidity. <laughs> oh my god! That's why it's an '80s comic. Guy. Yeah, no, that's uh, in Jerry enter... Seinfeld of our time. When you said '80s comic guy, I thought I was picturing like comic book guy for some reason. Oh, I should have no. known better. Yeah, coming no. from you for sure. No, stand up. My stand up. culpa. This is yeah. <laughs> New York underground stand-up. Yeah. Uh, entertainment headlines had a few things. Chris Brown wants to get back with Rihanna, apparently. Uh, but he thinks he can do things correctly this time. He plans to wash his hands more regularly. Uh, oh, <laughs> because Rihanna figured out that Chris was cheating on her when she discovered another woman's lipstick on his knuckles. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's okay. You can laugh at that. that it happened. Like for realsies? <laughs> No, that's okay. I mean, no, but I mean, yeah, he beat the <laughs> shit out of her. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's not how she found out. No, no. Oh, okay. He does want to get back with her. That's oh, the headline. Okay. Uh, CNN is running an anniversary story called Princess Diana 20 years on, and I'll be the first to say it. She looks terrible. <laughs> not, has not aged well. Uh, but I thought the Mercedes Benz coffin was a nice touch. Really classy. Really nice. <laughs> Uh, Raiders QB, the $125 million Derek Carr wants to be a pastor. Did you see that? What? Yeah. What? And it kind of makes sense, though, because uh, Carr was injured last year at the most critical time for the team. So he's used to talking to guys on the bench. <laughs> um, does he really want to be a pastor? He does. Like like leave football and become a pastor? I don't know. It might what? be after he, maybe after he retires or something. Jesus Christ. Um, And it. I think it fits too because he has his best QB pastor rating when he's throwing crossing patterns. <laughs> Cross crossing. He wants to be uh. a pastor after playing for one of the dirtiest teams in the NFL, who's moving to Sin City. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, and he's and he's really qualified too at inspiring faith. He's had millions of Americans believing the Raiders are going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm a big fan. Of the Raiders, and I will never. Well, I won't say I. I shouldn't say never, but I find it difficult to the to believe after this many years that they would just all of a sudden turn things around and be a good team. Yeah, they they actually will be good this year. Yeah. Um, a Six Flags amusement park in Arlington, Texas, 
initially refused to remove a Confederate flag flying over its entrance, but has since pulled it down. A spokesman for the company said that flying the flag was totally unrelated to racism. <laughs> it's just that it would be too expensive to change all their signs to five flags. <laughs> but um, uh, the roller coaster there has been wildly successful, however, because people feel like they're getting out of Texas, <laughs> making it the only roller coaster in the world where the flat parts are the scariest. <laughs> ah, back in Texas. Did they uh, did they say why they had the flag up there in the first place? Oh no, it's because it's Texas. Uh, it's the, they yeah. did relent, but yeah. And miscellaneous headlines, a um, story here, a real-life child sculpture of Fraser's dad, Mike Pence, uh, declared his loyalty <laughs> to President Trump on Sunday and denounced a New York Times article suggesting that he was positioning himself to run for election in 2020 hmm. if Trump does not seek a second term. Uh, and this is true. He, he won't be moving for, for election because, of course, by 2020, Pence... Pu Pence Punts. will be up for re-election. Putts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the White House has so many psychopaths vying for position. Shark Week isn't just on Discovery Channel anymore. Mm, it's it's, on it's every now. day in the White House. Mm -hmm. uh, Uncle Touch Too Much, Donald Trump retweeted the meme of his face eclipsing Obama's. Now I finally understand the Mayan, why the Mayans thought an eclipse signaled the coming apocalypse. <laughs> I'm trying to make a joke of the moon eclipsing the sun and the moon being tied to somebody showing I've, their I've ass. I've seen oh, yeah. his, that, yeah. his ass for face or whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, Hurricane Harvey headlines. Top newspapers lower pay paywalls for Hurricane Harvey. That's nice, but I thought Mexico was paying for the walls. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this will be nice for the residents of Houston who can surf online Texas Times after a long day of surfing through their living rooms. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. Uh, Trump was reportedly not going to visit Houston during his trip to Texas, but I'll bet he'll reconsider if we tell him how much urine is in that floodwater. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Dossier! <laughs> uh, Texas governor and only person I'm glad to see in a wheelchair, Greg Abbott, says top goal is rescuing every person we can find. Is Greg Abbott in a wheelchair? He is. Like permanently or he injured something? Yeah. Both? Uh, yeah, he injured something. Oh. Well, so is he permanently in a wheelchair now? <laughs> there yeah, were two, I have, there I were two options there. I didn't, I didn't know that he was in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, but with this statement that they're going to rescue every person they could find leaves themselves open that if they don't look, they don't have to rescue anyone. So yeah, libertarianism well, <laughs> for the win. <laughs> uh, Abbott himself was a victim of hurricane weakened tree that left him paralyzed from the waist down and the neck up. So yeah, that's the, that's the, the truth. <laughs> behind <that. laughs> uh, Along with the flooding in Houston, which has claimed 18 lives so far, the monsoon flooding in Southeast Asia leaves 1200 dead. Uh, to which Republicans are saying, just show me one reason to believe in climate change. Just one. <laughs> and finally, uh, Frankenstein's Oompa Loompa, Donald Trump strikes positive tone on Harvey before the full extent of the damage is known. Uh, so apparently Trump thinks Harvey is just some white guy who crashed his car into the city of Houston. <laughs> well, yeah. How do you, how do you paint a positive light on the motherfucker was yeah, bragging about it? Yeah. Well, he was bragging about the turnout. Well, he was bragging about the turnout, but he was also I 
He was bragging about the size of of Harvey. Oh. I mean, it was, he was- Unbelievable. We've had so much rain. The, uh, oh, yeah, right. The most rain in history. He was saying, yeah. The, all the drops have come out to see me here <laughs> all, in Texas. All the meteorologists are saying this is the biggest storm in history. When you hear them say it, then, then it seems normal. Right. When you hear Trump say it, it, it feels like he's taking credit right. for having the biggest disaster in history because size is everything to everything he does. Yeah, mm -hmm. because we know that his ego's involved somehow after seeing somehow. him for this And, long, yeah. you know, I, I try to check my bias. I, I try, that was my first impression when he, when he was out talking about the storm itself. So I go out and I, I, I look at his words. I look at what both sides are saying and both sides are saying the same thing. The motherfucker's bragging about how big the storm is that somehow he's special because he was president during the biggest storm in U.S. history. Right. Yeah. Oh, if only he could have been president during the worst terrorist attack in history yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. We had the most people killed. It was amazing. It's not a, it's not a real surprise that. That Trump can't grasp the magnitude of things he's required to speak about. Uh, he had more trouble condemning Nazis than CNN. Mm -hmm. um, and racist tendency or uh, tendencies are present in the White House daily activities too. Uh, Trump has apparently ordered that his laundry be segregated. Did you hear about that? What? <laughs> yeah, they're no longer allowed to wash red hats with white hoods. <laughs> it's all true. Because then it's all going to be pink, and I'll have yeah. to give it to Joe to give to the rest of the prisoners. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Did you did you see the story about so the white hat? He was wearing a white hat with the USA on it when he visited Texas. Oh yeah, that hat's for sale on his reelection website for forty bucks. Yep. Not the hat he was wearing. But the same style, you mean? No, well, the exact same. Well, I mean, not the exact hat. Not like yeah, that that particular. We're not talking about like used underwear. No, 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 we're not talking about used underwear. <laughs> he's, no. What he's he's marketing he's one of his marketing products. one of his products as he visits the disaster area. What a shitbag! Yeah, the guy, the guy can't. He can't show compassion by accident, even. No. He he can't even recognize the people who lost their lives or the first responders. He's out there congratulating his cabinet, congratulating his cabinet, talking about the size of the people who show out who show yeah, up to see him up. when he's there. What a great yeah. crowd! He's yeah. a, he's a yeah. We have nowhere else to fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a narcissist, and I I don't, I don't mean that like as just a pejorative, you know. I do. Obviously, he's. I mean, yes, it is. But like, I'm not saying. I'm just. You don't mean I, it solely I mean, as a pejorative. Clinically, yeah. I, I believe he's he's a he's got narcissistic personality disorder. Right. I'm not a I'm not a psychiatrist. Don't send me shit. But <laughs> I I grew up with a narcissistic mo mother, and there's so many similarities. It's unbelievable. So what I'm saying is, yes, you're right. He's not capable of feeling those things you're, that we would expect from a president. Yeah. He's not capable of understanding. How this affects other people, he's not capable of 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 feeling empathy or sympathy or e you know even being able to put even mentally put himself in their position. Totally can't do any of that. It's not possible for him. So, well, I, you know, and, yeah, he's, I mean, and he's totally moved on today. Oh I, yeah, there's I, no I, dwelling I don't, on anything. I don't anything, think he, no. I don't think he even talked about Harvey today. Today he's talking all about tax cuts. 
He wants today, to, he wants tax reform. Ta- well, it's not reform; it's tax cuts. Yeah, it's, tax reform requires a major, you know sixty sixty votes. They're not going to get that. It's going to be tax cuts. Well, so you were reforming it, the way that even, you pay taxes, in that you won't have to pay as much if you're wealthy. Yeah, he's he's just moved on from Harvey. I I didn't hear him say a single thing today about Harvey. I was there. I went to Texas. It's taken care of. Yeah. (laughs) It's done. I was already there. Mm -hmm. Solved. Problem solved. Yeah. Yep. Why should I have to talk about it any more than I already have? (laughs) I went there. Okay. I was there on the ground. I saw everything. (laughs) There were huge crowds, a lot of water. They all loved me. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that is exactly it. That's when it's over for him. Cause remember, remember when he finally did come out and make a wishy washy statement about, uh, Charlottesville. And pe- reporters, obviously and justifiably unsatisfied with his response, you know, well, are you going to condemn, you know, the neo? They've already been condemned. They've already been condemned. Yeah, that was I don't his need response. to say it again. Yeah, he's done with that. He's, yeah. It's over. I don't need to say it. I can go out and talk about how terrible CNN and the news media are every time I see you people. But I've already talked about Charlottesville. Okay, I've already yeah. condemned the Nazis. I yeah. don't need to do it again. Yeah, well, and, and he I, did the same thing about birtherism. Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking, you know, five, six years on birtherism. He comes out and says, oh, yeah, you know, it's it's all solved now. He's yeah. he's an American. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or remember in, the, remember in his over. campaign where he where he came out and said that he's going to do everything in his power to uh, aid the LGBT community. And then he comes out with a transgender ban for the military. Yeah, yeah. He'll be a friend of them. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no there's no loyalty to any of that stuff. Like it, none of that matters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, you know, what's right now in the second that's going to get me the most right now, yeah. you know, and the, the, kind of the, the, the funny thing about the whole narcissism thing and, and trying to achieve a specific goal that they get so dead set on is that, is that it often ends up backfiring and, and the very thing that they're trying to force ends up removing some of the stuff they're trying to gain from it, you know, if that makes any sense at all. Um, well, yeah, he's, he's he, losing he's support himself even in the from foot. his base because of the things he's saying and doing or not saying and doing. Right. And and that may work when you're running a company. I, I don't know. I've, I've never run a company. Well, it clearly so does. I, I don't know. Most of, most of them are CEOs uh, that, and that stuff. That may work. I mean, most, uh, most of his companies have failed, so I don't know if it's worked. But uh, but it doesn't work governing a country. Governing no. a country is not the same thing as running a, a, a company. Yeah. It also doesn't work running a family. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I mean, I personally know that for a fact, but I'm saying, you know, you can look at Baron and Melania and, and his two shitty sons and, you know, that whole thing. Ivanka is probably the most well-adjusted, but. I don't agree with her. Yeah, but she seems she to seems as hypocritical as her father. Yeah, but she I actually seems to be sort of socially intelligent, at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. She's much more aware of. I don't think she's. Yeah, any, she's much I, more socially she's aware. She's more savvy. Yeah. yeah, I don't think she's any more empathetic than her father. Perhaps not. I don't think she's the lead. I mean, you know, she manufactures all of her clothing stuff over in you know in in third world countries and but shit god like that. damn it the media sure wants to portray her as a kind and caring individual yeah 
all the time. That's all you hear. No evidence to. Ivanka oh, disagrees with her father. Oh, about you mean the this fake news? And, yeah. The 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 the, yeah. the place that's already been declared fake. Well, <laughs> too bad. Now you see what I mean about their short sightedness shoots him in the foot because now you don't get any positive press either because you've already said and he's not thinking about that. He doesn't yeah. care about that because the second they come out with with CNN comes out with a good article, he'll praise him for it. The second they say he does something right, he'll praise him for that. And then if they say something bad the next day, he'll shoot him down just again. There's no memory. Narcissists are fucking goldfish. They are. Yeah. Well, he'll, I mean, he always, I think I've seen him do it on a couple of different things. Yeah. The, the one time they got their facts straight is on this story mm-hmm. where they say that I'm the best president ever, that I'm wonderful, yeah. that people love me. Yeah. That's Alex Jones, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I would think that. Uh, yeah, I I don't know, but I would think that burn the freaking frogs, gay. The most probably the most <laughs> so stable person in the Trump family is that one daughter that no one talks about, Tiffany. 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 Yeah. Tiffany. She's probably. I don't know anything about her. Yeah. But I would guess she's probably the most stable person in the family. I didn't pick her because I think she probably has abandonment issues. Because Trump can't issues, even remember yeah. her name. Yeah. She might. No, maybe that's why she's the most stable person. She's never, she didn't grow up in that environment. Possibly. All right. Well, we'll be back with more armchair psychology. (laughs) (laughs) I am Jim Helton, regional director for American Atheist and president of the Tri-State Freethinkers, and you're listening to Godless Revolution. It's a hard life picking stones and pulling teats, but sure as God's got sandals, it beats fighting dudes with treasure trail. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Well, speaking of Trump and psychology, I have a perfect story to dovetail into this conversation here. All right. And it's from Dr. Keith Eblow. A doctor, Keith Edblow? Yeah, I really hate this guy. This is from Fox News, opinion piece from Dr. Ablow. Fake news. And uh, Dr. Ablow ponders Trump mentally ill? The hell you say? I hope every president we ever have is this crazy. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I think the... I, I, this story is very frustrating. So I think the best way to do it is I, I will break in certain sections so we can discuss what bullshit he's spitting here. Okay. Uh, so we'll let, we'll let you go until you break. And that, is that what you're, yeah, well, that what I'm, you're I'm, hinting at? Well, I'm not, I'm not, let me run with this for a minute. I'm not saying, so I'm, I'm not, not saying I'm it not, that I'm way. I'm going to read some stuff. I'm going to point Dan go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying like, Hey, let me get through stuff. What I'm saying is it's so frustrating. I will put breaks in there so we can okay. talk about what a bunch of bullshit this whole thing is. All right. Uh, all right. And to start with a wholly unbiased approach, Ablo says, at the risk of sounding a bit narcissistic myself, which is interesting that he phrases it that way. Is he admitting uh, that yeah. Trump is a narcissist? That's, uh, that's yeah. The, yeah. At the risk of sounding okay. narcissistic and myself he is while talking about perhaps the how crazy our president is. Yeah. The yeah. And he yeah. is a psychiatrist. Hmm. So uh, at the risk of sounding a bit narcissistic myself. These people should quiet down, enjoy a nice Trump cigar or glass of Trump wine, and listen to me. 
Hmm. Starting well, right? Yeah. My insights are basic ones that an average medical student or below average political science major in college should be able to grasp. He a basic bitch. Immediately. But apparently, <laughs> sorry, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, Ablo sorry. forgot that he's writing this for a Fox News audience, the few that can read. That is. Mm. Uh, so he says, "Let me issue the standard disclaimer of psychiatrists who discuss uh, who discuss the mental health of public figures. I have not personally examined Donald Trump, but I don't need to." Oh well, that's spoken like any good doctor. Yep. Yep. And so then. Why shouldn't we just accept any other psychiatrist evaluation without having seen Trump, mm-hmm. even including the ones who say that, yes, he is a narcissistic psychopath? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Compulsive liar. Now, here is my assessment. Once again, Donald Trump is stone cold sane and more than mentally fit to be president of the United States. And I can say this without ever having examined it myself. Yeah. 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 And uh, clearly, the. Th- I mean, the three of the three of and, us, and this is after intimating that he's a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, see if you can catch the right wing subtlety here in this next bit. <laughs> see if it's not, <laughs> just not slathered there. When a man acquires billions of dollars through complex real estate transactions, says who? Rather than being simply inherited, yeah. Uh, no one's proven that he's acquired billions of dollars. Right. Or that he, I, well, and does this guy figure Trump handles these transactions himself yeah, versus hiring a team of legal experts who do it for him? Oh, wait till you see the arguments he makes out of this bullshit. Oh, okay. <laughs> it gets way better. <laughs> uh, invests in many countries. Go, uh, you know, and I assume he's not talking about paying Russian hookers to pee on him. It's more, more, probably more legal stuff. Than that. Uh, goes on to phenomenal success in television. I mean, uh, relative success with a trashy reality TV show. Maybe. I mean, yeah. First uh, couple of seasons had pretty good ratings. It went downhill yeah. from there. Hmm. And turns his name into a worldwide brand. It is very unlikely that he's mentally unstable. How is, uh, is it uh, unlikely? To be unstable, or is he stone cold sane and more than mentally fit to be president of the United States? Because you just said both in the same paragraph, sir. <laughs> and I think those are contradictory. I he's think... unlikely to be. Uh, he's unlikely that he's mentally unstable, and then, but but also saying he's absolutely stone cold. Uh, so, uh, by by his argument, Howard Hughes pretty much did the same thing. He built an amazing brand, the airlines, TWA, uh, movie studios, major productions, dated stars, did all this shit. Well, so did Hitler. So by mm-hmm. by his criteria for mental stability, Howard Hughes was right. perfectly sane. Yeah, and 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 despite all the fucking evidence to the to the locking, contrary, locking yeah. himself in a room and yeah. peeing in jars while he watches a movie over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, when the same man obviously enjoys the love and respect of his children and wife. <laughs> I'm not sure respect is a word I'd throw in there. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and uh, devotion maybe. Also, uh, also third wife. Third right? wife. Yeah. Third wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who seem to rely on him for support and guidance. 
you know, doesn't, or, doesn't or it... are maybe stuck in an abusive relationship with, you know, no way out and the, you know, their only financial. Well, yeah, it's financial support. Yeah, it's right. not... does, does an indentured servant respect, uh, their, the people that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it is extraordinarily unlikely that he's mentally unstable, given those things that yeah, he just set up. The, the, no, uh, okay. I, that's so easy to contradict. This is a psychiatrist, um, Dr. Abloh. Doctor, heal thyself. <laughs> when the same man remains friends with his ex-wife, who supports him politically, it is almost impossible that he's mentally unstable. Ah, right. The unbiased, double-blind, large sample size of one ex-wife who I assume receives a major alimony check. Yeah. Yeah. Great sample set, buddy. <laughs> Real good doctoring. <laughs> when the same man walks into the political arena and deftly defeats 16 terrible Republican opponents, I said terrible, they were not good ones. And then the highly controversial Democratic heir apparent to the two-term president's administration, the odds of that man being mentally unstable become vanishingly thin. They were, well, I, of course, I thought all the Republicans were terrible because they, they were Republicans. Were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, they weren't, well, it's it's hard to say that they weren't terrible candidates because they lost Donald fucking Trump, mm -hmm. right? They weren't populist candidates. They weren't populist. Right. They weren't extreme enough for the extreme right. Yeah. There, I mean, there there were some decent, moderate Republicans. In in the mix, well, moderate by today's standards. Yeah, by I guess. today's standards. Who's a? I mean, well, I mean, Kasich. I mean, Kasich is a, a yeah extreme right winger. Yeah, he. Yeah, he's he's much more moderate than a lot of the other people who yeah. are in the field. Well, but. but the funny thing is, Kasich and Hillary would probably be pretty much in the same. They'd probably almost be politically identical in a lot of ways. I, they, I, they, they have a lot yeah. more in common than Trump, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. It yeah. would be it would be nice if we could have somebody who is more moderate. I mean, you I mean know, I'm I'm jonesing people, for Romney at this point. Well, right. People complain that nothing ever gets accomplished in Washington because there's too much partisanship. And over the weekend, you know, watching my watching my Sunday news programs, they were interviewing Kasich, and he's working with a Democrat on a piece of legislation that, you know, it would it would be nice to to see more cooperation, to just get things done to improve the lives of American citizens as a yeah. whole mm -hmm. versus, well, you're an asshole. No, you're an asshole. Well, you're a bigger asshole than I am. Oh, yeah, well, watch and see what kind of big asshole I can be. I'm not going to let you do any of what things you want to do because you're not going to let me do any of the things that I want to do, and I'm not going to fucking talk to you, and there will be no compromise at all, and we can't get anything done. And I'm not saying that you have to compromise on your principles or or that the middle ground is the place that you should be on every issue or anything, but there should be some things that they can work together to get done. Yeah. Infrastructure is one of them, yeah. right? No, yeah. no, no. Both parties agree that we need improvements for our infrastructure, but none of that is going to get done because you've got the fucking crazy red, the the crazy orange headed clown yeah. 
running the circus. Except, well, no. except what you even said isn't even all the way true because we got a bunch of spineless, dickless, chinless Democrats mm-hmm. in Washington too. So the Republicans are saying, no, I'm not passing anything on your socialist agenda. Right. And the Democrats go, okay. And then, <laughs> and then, and then the Republicans are like, no, as a matter of fact, not only am I going to stop you from doing anything, I'm going to steal shit that's rightfully yours. And the Democrats go, okay. I wish and, you wouldn't. Yeah. And, and, and so oh, they, they didn't you give big Obama his SCOTUS pick that was constitutional. You know, they, they all of a sudden pick yeah. now to stop touting the constitution as the, the ironclad document and deny him that right. And the, and Chuck Schumer, who's supposed to be leading the, de- he's the leader of the democratic party is supposed to be standing up and saying, no, we're not going to do. He rolled the fuck over and Gorsuch was seated in no seconds flat. Yeah. They're a bunch of spineless coward Democrats that don't do anything to obstruct the Republicans are just running roughshod all over everybody in this country and and getting their way most of the time. So it's. And then, well, the, and then and all the fucking Republicans will bitch and complain about Democrats being whiny and snowflakes. And, not, you know, you you guys just want to stop everything we gun control. And whine and complain about legislation. Fucking God. Well, and and the Democrats can turn around and they'll say, you know, we complained for years about Republican obstructionism and that we weren't getting anything done as a country. And we don't want to be as bad as they are. You know, we can't. We don't want to be hypocrites by saying, you know, they're bad. They're being obstructionist. They won't let us get anything done. So no, we're, we're more, we're more interested in good governance than we are with brinksmanship and partisanship. I don't know. It's a, what you, what you do then is you come out and you preface this whole thing by saying, okay, look, we, we have been playing by these rules for however long and, you know, under Mitch McConnell, the the uh, Congress has completely changed the rules when when the Republicans had the majority. They've stopped uh, playing ethically. They've they've completely changed the rules. And if and if the and if we continue to try to play by the old rules, we're going to get run over all the way back into 1940. And what? so we are have to now play by the rules that of the game that that they're playing or that else, they've set up that they've yeah. set up. That's, but then nothing is ever going to change. Yeah. This is this is one of the problems. This is one of the problems I had with Obama. I mean, to be honest, is that Obama flatly refused to even talk to Republicans in the Congress for the most part. He didn't have a good relationship with them. I think is he, that his. I, dis- I disagree. I think he tried way too fucking hard to placate them. I mean, he had he had. The the Senate and the House and the presidency. For two years. Right. But then the reason that ACA is so watered down and kind of a shitty piece of legislation overall is because yeah. he caved into so many of the Republican demands yeah. to change it, to alter it, to give special – to give things to the special interests, the the medical companies and the drug companies and the insurance companies that it made it that much less of a social program and more of a giveaway to those special interests. Yeah, it's not Obama moneyed interests. It's Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan's program. So I I think well, he I think he went too far giving into their their desires, wants and and demands instead of just saying, "Nope, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make things better for the American people and you can get on board or go fuck yourself." But it wouldn't have passed otherwise. 
Right. I mean, well, what's it? What's his name? The uh, the well, but part of that the, though is is that a lot of the legislators who demanded these different things and got them put into the into the legislation then still voted against it. Lieber, but right. Lieberman, Lieberman, who was the You're deciding mean, vote. Oh, Lieberman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Lieberman oh, is one of those dear. Who, who looks like he's practicing for the voiceover part for Mitch McConnell's body. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, mean he, like. I mean, he was, he's the reason there's no public option. Yeah. He was a decided, I don't know. I, I compare Obama. I've, I've seen other articles written about this, about his, his animosity with the Congress and his lack of desire of working with him. Arguably the Congress, the Republicans in Congress had no desire to work with the black guy in office either. So, yeah. you know, there's that. But I compare him to Clinton. And Clinton was able to bridge those gaps where Obama wasn't. Right. And how you know, much? Of- I, not everything out of Clinton. I I don't like everything that came out of Clinton because, uh, because it was more middle ground, and he had to sacrifice certain things. But Clinton seemed to be able to work better with Congress, a Republican Congress. Than, than yeah, well, it, it wasn't nearly as partisan though. Yeah, and that was well, but that was one of my. I mean, they're they're building on they're building on that, you know more than a decade of trading insults back and forth now. But that was my optimism about Hillary was that Hillary has proven mm. has proven an ability to work with the other side. I think I think whereas what, Trump never has. I think what misses the point there is Clinton was working with Reagan Republicans, Bill Clinton. Yeah. And what we saw between Bill and Barack Obama was was the rise of the harder right Tea Party who took over yeah. Congress. The ideologues. Yeah. And they well, they are true. by very nature extremely uncompromising and racist. And Bill Clinton had, didn't have to deal with that part either. So there's two big, huge advantages. Also, Bill Clinton was, you know fairly moderate he wasn't extremely far left he passed a lot of really conservative uh shitty bills yeah, and yeah he and, did, you know he the stuff that the that pleased the republicans anyway um so well yeah know, he got a lot of so he got a lot of stuff done but it was a lot of stuff yeah, that some also of it, pleased yeah, the republican party it right was, yeah well and that's why i don't yeah i don't 100 percent agree with everything bill did right but yeah, that but, but that gives him a big advantage if if he's going to go in there he doesn't have to deal with the Tea Party. He doesn't have to deal with race issues. And he's going to say, but, hey, I'm going to give you guys stuff, too. Don't worry about it. That makes it a lot easier to deal with. Where now I think you're talking about Hillary, who's going to have the same problem with the Tea Party assholes, and she's a woman. Right. So she's not going to be able to do a goddamn thing either. But well, and, uh, there is another aspect to Bill's that he was able to get shit done throughout an impeachment. I mean, he was being investigated the entire yeah, goddamn we, time. Man, I only wish and, Trump would do something as bad as have extramarital sex. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, you know, I've, I've, and and maybe I'm wrong about this. I've, I've always felt, I've just tended to feel like, like there was always this distance between Obama and you're right about the Tea Party, and and he's the black guy in office, and you know, fuck that shit. Um. But there, there was a distance between Obama, uh, and and Congress, and and Obama didn't try as hard as he could have. He, I mean, he did do a lot of concessions in the ACA. I, I'll accept that. Well, I, I guess but, I, yeah, I guess I, I mean, and, I'm and, not sure and, the ACA would have passed with moderate li- liberal 
if he hadn't have done those concessions. Yeah, well, and, and I know I have a clear bias because I fucking loved Obama. I did too. Mm-hmm. I, I love was, Obama too. I thought he was fucking amazing. And to my recollection, all I heard was that he was trying to work with House Republicans. He was trying to work with congressional Republicans that he always sought their input. The, you know, with, even with ACA, they said that, oh, well, you know, it's this huge bill and we don't have time to read it. But you know what? It was debated openly. Hmm. It was all of the information about it was shown openly and available to all of the members of Congress. That's not what has happened with sure. the, the most with recent the attempt other, at yeah, healthcare reform. All the others, yeah. You know, that's all been done in behind secret, closed yeah, behind and, closed yeah. doors in the Republican meetings where Democrats amazing. have had absolutely no input. Nobody's even asked for their input on it. Yep. And then they try to just ram it through because they have the majority. They, yeah, they've yeah. got all of the houses yeah. of, of our government. Right. And so they, they know that they don't have to work with them. And even right. when Obama did have all of them, for, for even those two years, he still tried to work with the Republicans. He right. still didn't have meetings behind closed doors where Republicans couldn't go, and then they would just introduce bills and, and say, well, we're going to vote on this now, whether you've fucking read it or not, whether you've even had a chance to see it. Yep. Yep. And that's- so, I'm, so, I mean, maybe he maybe he didn't reach out as much as other presidents. I don't know. but But like I said, to my recollection- I heard a steady drumbeat in the news of Obama's reaching across the aisle. He wants to, he was, you know, he's having beer summits with different Republican mm-hmm. leaders so that they can discuss these different issues and get them involved and get their buy on, buy in right. on things. He's invited different Republican leaders to come and meet with him and they've flatly denied to even come and talk to the guy. Yeah. And, and for how long should he have been expected to keep up this traditional style of, of politicking around Washington? When he he's the first one to really experience the my way or the highway hard right Tea Party style uh, Congress that 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 was new to everybody at that time that that will not compromise, would not even who shut down the fucking government multiple times and and would not even consider no matter who it was. Obama's pick for SCOTUS that he rightfully had wouldn't even look at it. Nope. We don't fucking care. I don't care who it is. We're not putting them in. We're not even going to do it. We're not even going to look at it. Yeah, yeah. That's never happened before. That's that's not the kind of, of uh, so how long? Well, and all of the judgeships that sat unfilled because yeah. he couldn't get anybody appointed because they would never vote on it. Yeah. So they how, wouldn't hold hearings on them. Yeah, and so, now are so, being filled by Trump. Yeah. So how long do you, yeah. So how long do you, uh, how long do you expect him to continue playing by the old rules under those circumstances? You know? Yeah. And how no, long, that's true. Yeah. And how long can you hold out that olive branch before yeah, your arm that's, gets that's tired? That's exactly you know? what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's continue with okay. Dr. Abloh. Sorry. Oh, yeah. We no, were talking right. about a story. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about a story. <laughs> no, I was hoping it would spark a uh, conversation. This is going to be a, a, a loosey-goosey show. Okay. <clears throat> uh, oh, this gets good. And when that very same man attracts to his team, the kind of intellect and gravitas represented to just name a few. Is he going to talk about some of his political appointees? Secretary of Housing and, and Urban Member- Development, oh Ben Carson. Oh the, gravitas, one, the gravitas. The gravitas. one. Ben Carson. <laughs> my luggage. <laughs> oh, my God. Number, ben Sleepy Time Carson is number and, one and on this guy's list of gravitas. I mean, he, I don't know that he has them ranked here, but he must have gone through during the editing process and noticed that 
okay, people are going to weight this bad droopy dog impersonator heavily because I have him at number one. Yes, he did. <laughs> number two, Attorney General uh, Jeff Sessions. Oh, Secretary of Keebler State Elf. Rex Tillerson. Four-star Marine Corps General John Kelly. I don't know enough about him. John Kelly's brand fucking new. Yeah, he's, brand he's, new. he's a replacement. He's not who Donald Trump attracted or right. or thought to pick in the first that fucking was place. I'm Flynn. wondering when Flynn is going to be thrown yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, no, no, mix. no. We don't talk about that. No, no. Oh, we don't talk oh, about we're, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about Flynn. The, the revolving door the, installed at the White House we're not for talk political about Spicer. appointees. We're not going to talk yeah. about Yeah. No. Right. And Secretary of Defense James Mattis. Uh, retired Marine Corps general and commander of the U.S. Central Command. He cannot be mentally deranged, period. It is a statistical impossibility. No. What would he say about Flynn? He, he didn't mention him because, of course, you know, that's- Well, right. I mean, that, why, that why is it a statistical impossibility for Mattis, but not anybody else? Hmm? Well, he, you just said that he's, that this guy fucking loves Mattis. Mm-hmm. And it's statistically impossible, he said, I think he he's, said. He's saying that tr because of all these people he just named that are in the cabinet, that Trump cannot be mentally deranged, period. It's statistically Oh, I thought he was – I thought that was in reference to Mattis. Oh, no, that sorry. Was, because no, it's a statistical selecting. impossibility <laughs> that Trump could be mentally deranged because he has Jeff Sessions and Ben Carson. I don't think this guy knows what statistics are. What, or what, what mentally cracker, deranged is. What Cracker Jack box did he get his degree out of? I mean, yeah. Well, and the interesting Trump thing you. is- Trump <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah, there you go. Should get his money back. And, and the, the funny thing is only two of the people he named are even remotely qualified for any of the jobs they hold. And those are the two military guys so far, right? Mattis and, and Kelly. Uh, I mean, you could argue that Sessions is qualified. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But- Sessions is, is probably considered qualified. Yeah. Okay. Um, to those who imply otherwise about Trump are political opportunists or fools or both. I hate this guy. A lot, right? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> President Trump is the first human being to win this nation's highest office without having held any po other political office or serving as a general. Uh, which I said speaks to the ignorance of his base. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is he doing in there? Yeah. Uh, most political pundits thought his quest was pure folly. It still is, dude. Um, most journalists assessed his chances at zero. As zero. Uh, so who was laboring under quasi-delusional thinking? Answer, not Donald J. Trump. I don't think most serious journalists would have said he stood a 0% chance of winning. Yeah. I think most everybody said, oh, there's no way he's going to win. But that doesn't, that's not the same thing if you're talking about statistics. Right. And I'm highly skeptical that the day before the election, that that Trump thought he was going to win. No, Trump didn't think he was going to win. Nobody, nobody not. in Trump's orbit thought that he was going yeah. to win. Yeah. This was my first thought when I read that, that paragraph. I said, is hindsight an accepted psychiatric test for sanity? <laughs> like a person with xanthophobia who ends up being killed by a school bus was totally sane and justified in their fear of the color yellow all along? <laughs> this is a complete abortion of logic. And to use his degree to manipulate his readers to justify his Trump filating is disgusting. Because yeah. he knows 
this is what he's doing right now is a giant argument from authority yeah, for fallacy. Respect oh, my yeah. authority. Yeah. yeah, that's what he's doing. And he knows he knows this is bullshit. He knows it is. He's a fucking doctor. Well, actually, that you know, you would you would hope that he would know this anyway. But all of this other shit that he's thrown in here would indicate otherwise. Possibly, I mean, he's not like a nuclear physicist kind of doctor, <laughs> but he is a doctor. <laughs> well, dropping nuclear bombs of knowledge on us, uh, but he knows he knows he knows what he's doing. He's intentionally twisting this. Yeah. Uh, and so we may as well add another. Uh, fallacy here. Um, and he also does his best at Trump phrasing here. Uh, so it starts out anecdotally. <laughs> he admits that by the way, I have never heard one bad Trump experience. What? What? Yep. What, what, what is he, what does he mean? He's never heard one bad Trump experience that does he not watch the news or, or is he talking about Nobody that I've met who has met Trump said that they had a bad time meeting him. That's all he says, what, anecdotally. But he goes on. What to, is it? What is a Trump experience? What the fuck is that? It, it'll, it'll, That's what I'm wondering. It might make a little more sense okay. if I keep reading. But just keep in mind this next bit. I swear he's working on trying to begin writing like Trump. Mm. It sounds just like the kind of phrasing Trump would use. I've never had one bad Trump experience, he says. Not one. I own several of his ties. All of them the highest quality. I have stayed in his hotels and never had a single complaint. And I'm a born complainer. I see what he's saying. I have eaten in his New York restaurant. Flawless. Service. Excellent food. I own an apartment at Trump Place in Manhattan. Impeccable design. Sturdy construction. Fabulous amenities. Sturdy construction. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds to me like... The note Donald John Trump presented from his doctor assessing his physical fitness. Yes. This sounds like Trump wrote the whole fucking thing himself. Yep. I know. I know. And it gets better. Uh, Remember, these are arguments he thinks are good for explaining Trump's sanity, right? Okay. That he has a sturdy... Sturdily constructed building. <laughs> that means Trump's sane. Okay, it gets because, better. <laughs> because Trump personally built that. Yeah. He was up there welding and, and riveting mm-hmm. and nailing in. You know, and uh, there's good service at his restaurants. And mm-hmm. good service because he's back in the back room. The food is delicious. Making sure the waiters and waitresses yeah. are doing their job. Trump Trump has good food in the restaurant, so that means he's clearly sane also. I've right. actually read a lot of Yelp reviews that. This is not very good. No, but anecdotally, he's never heard one. (laughs) (laughs) But it gets better. I had two of his bumper stickers on my SUV. They stayed on throughout the campaign and peeled off without a bit of adhesive remaining to mar the bumper. Well, there's evidence right there. Obviously, you're kidding me right now. My son wears a Make America Great Again sweatshirt. It's been laundered a bunch. It still looks great. A mentally unstable man would be unlikely to deliver superior products across multiple industries, don't you think? Are you shitting? This is this is like a legit yeah. article written by somebody On who- Fox website. Fox News opinion piece, Dr. Ablo. I just pulled wow. it right from there. And they're still calling Trump's sanity into question? Really? You can't make this stuff up. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you can't make up this article. Yeah, that's what he said. 
Wow. That's <laughs> that's his case for Trump's sanity. Man, like I said, this sounds like it was written by Trump. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. This Holy is amazingly shit. bad. Holy shit, dude. Unprecedented. Wow. Is about all I can say. I, I don't know what more to say. Like it just, it, it kept getting worse. Worse like I, and worse. I know. And at first it's like, oh yeah, this is. And then by the end you're like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. This is not worth getting mad about. It's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But you know what does piss me so, off about it is huh. that he knows that's bullshit. He doesn't, get, you don't get to a PhD writing papers like this. And presumably he, beyond the PhD, he had a career. As as a psychologist or uh, psychiatrist, possibly, yeah. Uh, up until he became a partisan hack, <laughs> right? So, you know, yeah. So he, he knows what he's doing. Experience. It he makes, knows what he's doing. It, what he what he's doing is abusing his degree and twisting these arguments into no, uh, such. I mean, the, the 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 fallacies in in there are so great. He has to know what he's doing. Is he's bending over? He's lubing up his asshole. Oh Jesus. So they could be fucked. I mean, you know, I mean, he's, he's just, he's, he's butt buddies with Trump. I mean, <laughs> I mean come on. Is he using beard oil? I <laughs> Coconut oil. Coconut, Coconut oil. <laughs> back, back with the Trump experience, did, did he say he never heard of or he never had a bad Trump That he'd never, he never heard, heard of. He never, never heard, heard, he'd never of heard of one. Of yeah. Trump. Oh. Go out to Yelp, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fox News people don't read. <laughs> no. Wow. Oh, that's that's disturbing. Yeah. Well, that about wraps it up for the regular portion of the show. Uh, I think, so that first bit that we recorded, I was just recording. I usually record for comedic sake in between when we're actually starting a segment and everything. But mm -hmm. I think like the first, bit of this we'll have to go out to patreon supporters so regular I, I listeners have stuff. will have a truncated bit of this thing but we're we'll we're we're we'll move into the patreon portion of the show uh but there's this bit at the beginning of this segment that regular listeners won't hear so they may not have as much context as to why it makes me so fucking mad to see donald trump on television oh okay Sorry, so just I the totally beginning misunderstood of where you yeah. were going with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we'll move over there, and Matt has other fantastic things that we'll talk about. Before we go, though, I want to thank everybody who is a Patreon supporter. We really do appreciate it. I know we say it at the end of every show. It would be nice to, to be able to sprinkle it throughout the show. Maybe I should make a mental note to do that more often. Just but. randomly drop you know, somebody's name in the middle of a Trump story. Or just, hey, thanks for being a Patreon supporter. Yay. No, we, we really appreciate it. It helps us do all kinds of stuff. I got a I got a table here in the studio that is nicer than the other one. I don't even know if you noticed, Mr. Oh, Larimer. Shit. I didn't even notice until now. <laughs> you used to have the whole folding, you know, Costco table. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. This is better. The I, the mic stands I, work much better on it. The yeah. The boom arms. Um but I do want to thank our Patreon supporters. That would be Larry Wilson, Marius Butrakowski, Dr. Dan Matt's boss from the 2SC podcast, to whom we pledge loyalty and hope we don't die in a nuclear in a nuclear disaster. Nuclear, it's hard for me to nuclear. even fucking say the wrong to say nuclear. it the wrong way. 
Nuclear. <laughs> Nuclear. <laughs> Nuclear. Uh, Janet Uter, Let Them Eat Kafefi, Stephen Andrus, Mo Cowbell, Christy Kalbach, Anonymous. I think, did we, well, we didn't decide. I suggested maybe we should refer to that Patreon supporter as Casper because yes. there's no name attached. Right. Megan Kennedy, who I hear had a fantastic presentation over the weekend that I was unable to attend, but. Ooh, I bet it was awesome. I look forward to seeing Ryan's video. Uh, Andrew Vodapich, Alicia Gerhardt, Brandy Hamrick, who I chat with online quite a bit. She's very funny. Jeremy Goodson, Angelica Pearson, Andy Faulkner, Utah Outcasts, Wes Aaron, Taylor Grin, who gave us all of that fantastic information that we used last week and has that upcoming uh, project that will be announced soon. Fuck you and your I still don't qualify rules, Mr. Grant <laughs> the Purple Dragon Larimer. <laughs> that's that's for Ryan. That's that's all about Ryan. Savid Acuna and the Gaytheist, Mr. Aaron Burton. Thank you all so very much. I really, really appreciate it. If you would like to become a Patreon supporter, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution and pledging as much as you would like, as much as you would love to support the show and show us how much you appreciate what we are doing. Think about if the show went away next week, if this was our last episode, because something happened. We had a financial difficulty and we're unable to continue footing the bulk of the bill ourselves. Would you feel bad? Would you miss us? If you would, then maybe you could pledge even a dollar per episode. It's worth it. And that would be awesome. We would greatly appreciate it. The outtakes uh, are fun. <laughs> yeah, you usually get extended outtakes, a longer bit of the show, uh, longer segments, and then, of course, the entire Patreon portion of the show that we do afterward. But until next week, crucify that like button. Leave a review to achieve nirvana. And rate the show five times a day toward Mecca.
did you? Was this all pulled from one episode? One episode. <laughs> and finally, finally Taylor chimed in and he's just like, oh, great. This sounds like the guy who says, I have black friends. Good job, buddy. Something like that. <laughs>